We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Previously on Gresh and Fourier. So if it's all rigged, then tell us who's going to win the Super Bowl. In fact, here's what you should do. If you think you're so flippin' smart that you know that the NFL is rigged, maybe you shouldn't tell us until after you go to a sports book and go make yourself a millionaire. Correct. If you're that smart, if you're that committed to something that stupid, then go make a bunch of money. This is Gresh and Fourier. Jim, every team, every year, every situation is different, but what's common is you do face adversity. Through your experience as a head coach, what's the best approach to pull yourselves out of it and get back to your A-game? I think you look at adversity as an opportunity to grow and get better. You know, once we come out of this, we're going to be a better group. We're going to be more resilient. We're going to be a little bit tougher. Andy Gresh. Everything is subject to I mean, everything is way behind all that stuff as far as joe's concerned i'm sure and as far as we're concerned it's more important to win these games Got get it. to the all-star break get through the trading deadline you know and then then the playoffs will be coming up and it's probably that's probably probably a decent time to think about it but we're not thinking about anything right now except that i appreciate the guys stepping up for joe and for each other christian fourier i mean he's a, he's a good kid but you see people who they really are when when it's hitting the fan you can't do that as a quarterback he's a young guy and, and his situation that he was in, I'm not saying it was an easy situation, especially having like Matty P calling plays, but everyone's watching you when you're the quarterback. Mm-hmm. There's a standard, there's rules. Gresh and Fourier, right now. That's Campbell. I ain't had a game in a while. That's Campbell. On WEEI. Happy sports betting day in the state of Massachusetts, although I see some people in the uh, Twitch chat already foyer. Mm, what are we doing? Says, uh, man, I'm on my sportsbook app and I couldn't be more excited, sir. Well, that's not starting until March if they figure it out. It's the in-person sports betting today in the brick and mortars here in uh, our fair state as we finally start to get rid of the cranius rectus that is, uh, well, really paralyzed our state when it comes to uh, sports betting. Hello, friend. Welcome back. Oh, hello there, Mr. Gresh. How are you? Uh, Yes, it's like Christmas for degenerates, isn't it? You don't have to bet in the shadows anymore. You don't have to cross state lines to try and earn a little bit extra cash for a really a really good hunch that you have from because a buddy knew a buddy who had a cousin who had a tip. You just roll into the encore. You roll in right MGM too, right? Yeah, MGM Plane Ridge, all three, all all of them, all the brick and mortars. You make a uh, an honest bet. To, to make a to to earn some honest money. What an unbelievable day it is. So Boston Puckhead in the Twitch chat. Good morning, Twitchers. Y'all are active. Twitch.tv slash Boston WEI. You can listen to us anywhere you go on the Odyssey app. Boston Puckhead says, we need to talk mass sports betting and how it's all going to work. The degenerates, myself included, need some clarity. That is a problem. Wait, the, the degenerates need clarity? Why do they need clarity? They should be pros at this. This should be 
easy. Well, because you don't know what's active and what isn't. What do you mean what's active and what isn't? What do you mean what's active? There's none of Everything should be active. No, the online apps are not active today. Okay, but all games are active. No, so meaning that if you... Here's what it is, folks. Let's say you live in... Leo Minster or something like that, right? And I know it's Lemonster, but come on, have a laugh. If you live in Leo Minster and you want to drive to Encore, you have to do that to be able to go place your wager today. It is the in-person sports betting that is starting right now because the state has kind of backed themselves into a little bit of the corner with the way they handled this in terms of Hey, listen, your brick-and-mortar casinos are the ones that are employing people. They're hiring people. They're destinations for people to come and pump in tax revenue and things like that. So it is the, let's let them go first. But I don't think a lot of people realize it. It's no different than when we heard in August, hey, sports betting's been approved. We'll be ready in how long? And then people looked around and like, wait, what? 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 Wait, there's a process? Oh, yeah, there's a big process. And uh, we're still waiting for the Mass Gaming Commission again. They say that the onlines are going to be online for March NCAA tournament. I still wonder a little bit about that. But regardless, we are finally a step closer to where we need to be in this state. And we can hem and haw and all that stuff about how long it took to get here. But it's here. You go to your brick and mortars for the next, I don't know, month and a half. Who knows if it's going to be longer to be able to go make your wagers. Okay, so... um I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of questions. If you're a novice, if you're kind of new to this, if you want to just, just try it out, right? Because there's the table games. I think everyone kind of has an understanding. Like, what are your main games? Forget about not Pi Gal, like we were talking about a couple weeks ago. You know, your your blackjacks, your your craps, uh, you know, your slot machines. Real easy games to kind of understand. Uh, but this, to me, I think is can be a little bit intimidating. I consider it like you know, similar to something like uh, you know, like the soup Nazi, or like you know, ordering a uh, you know a, a Philly cheesesteak at either Geno's or, or Pat's. Like they they have this whole all these rules and regulations are and their own language of how you're supposed to order a sandwich. And if you screw it up or you take too long, the guy taking the order gets mad at you, and the people standing behind you get pissed at you. So there, so we will get into like what to expect. You know what the rules are, like what the what the language is, how to actually make a bet. Because I can tell you right now, Gresh, there's a lot of people right now going, "Ooh, let's what's all what's all the excitement about? Let me go over there." They will have no clue what they're doing. Like me, I will have no clue what I'm doing when I walk because I already got into a jam when I was in Rhode Island on the app that you told me to use. The Rhode Island, uh, the Sportsbook Rhode, Rhode Island. Rhode Island app. App. Yep. Yeah, I didn't realize that I placed a bet for a hundred bucks and it cost me like another an extra seventy five bucks. I didn't think that was fair, but I guess that's the way it works. Well, clearly we're going to have to get you up to speed on so many things. <laughs> In all honesty, it is kind of easy because normally you'll see up on the on the boards or there'll be the sheets that'll be there as well. So it'll say pro football and it might have a whole bunch of props on there and things like that. Normally for the Super Bowl, it takes sports books a little bit of time to roll out what they would call the full menu of, say, Ooh. the prop bets. Ah, because you'll national get, anthem, right, the pass. You'll get some easy ones right away in terms of passing yards because those are the, the hardcore analytical numbers that uh, the bookies can sort of sink their teeth into. But some of the other stuff, you know, and, and what are going to be your bet limits on Super Bowl props because you can't have somebody walking in and saying, now I'm going to give you a million dollars on heads. 
you know, like you're not going to do that. There's going to be bet limits as well. But basically, say your menu of NBA games, you get your sheet of games or whatever, there'll be a little number on the left-hand side, right? So let's say it's Celtics against the Mavericks, right? And it'll say 0-0-1, Celtics minus 7, 0-0-2, Dallas plus 7. You go up to the counter and you say, hey, I'd like it's uh number zero zero one. I want to put a hundred I want to put a hundred dollars on the Celtics to cover the number. Super nerd. Not that hard. Uh, it it really you. it is that however for you. Maybe we uh, you know, I was gonna say maybe we need a field trip or you can go and FaceTime me and I'll tell you what to oh, do. Oh, I am down for <laughs> I <laughs> how bad would that be? I'm like, okay, hold on, ma'am, ma'am, hold on real quick. You have to Fresh, step, what should I bet on? You have to step off the casino floor to be able to say, okay, now how do I do this again? I'll send you a text message with all the instructions or whatever. Uh, Jenny Holiday from Encore will join us at 1130 because to your point, yeah. there is a lot of the education that does need to go on. Uh, I've been waiting to see some of the photos from there because I'm watching I, it now. There's a lot. I mean, there's a long line. People are getting I was going to say, like so that's good. So there are people in line waiting uh, to be able to bet. That is. What would you uh, compare this to? Because the, the anticipation and the buildup, you know, f- has been going on for a long time. Think about when they. So, like, the casinos were so proactive. Yep. Knowing that this was going to, you know, that this was on the horizon sure. year, 10 years ago, yeah. that they all decided to build casinos in the state of Massachusetts, right? With this being the the end game, like they're finally here, sports books, all that stuff. That to me is amazing. That that Encore Hotel, that MGM Hotel. I mean, Plain Ridge is not. I mean, geez. I mean, apparently Plain Ridge is opening their sports book at one, according to a texture. Really? I've okay. confirmed that, but again, the texture sent that in. I take their word for it. I mean, but, to see that no, that was really cool. That's right. That's right down the street from my house. I can like. There's like a Panera right there. There's like a little, there's a Target. Yeah. Literally go, Send and that's your where wife Flutie's, to Target and you yes. go across the hey, thing. No, I no, think no. that's getting what out I do of is, there. I think what I say is like now if I like, I can do all these honeydew lists. I can go, listen, I'll run your errands for you. Oh, that's, I got to go to Target for that way. I can jump in real quick, grab it, pre-order it, and then like not act like I was gone longer than I should be. There you go. There you go. Steps to become a degenerate, but number they, one. I, I don't know if that Flutie Sports Bar is going to survive or if they're turning that into Barstool Sportsbook or whatever, but they had to take, oh, all, that's of, true. They had to take all the step-ups because everybody that went to that Flutie Sports Bar was all under 5'8", so they all needed step-ups to be able to see over the counter and all that. <laughs> Thank you very much. You can watch us on Twitch. You can listen to us on the Odyssey <laughs> app as well. And, well, Matt Barnes is officially no longer a Boston Red Sox. Uh, Matt Barnes being dealt to the Marlins for left-handed pitcher. I don't know if it's the son of Rocky Blyer, but uh, Richard, doubt it. Richard Blyer is uh, the grandson. To, oh, that's true. He could <laughs> be the grandson. You're right. Old Rock is up in his 70s yeah. now. Uh, this, according to Ken Rosenthal, uh, apparently the Red Sox are sending $5 million in the deal to Florida. Uh, Blyer posted a 3.55 ERA and 50.2 thirds innings. Great. Here's what this comes down to, folks. Let's just cut the brass tacks, right? I don't know if Richard Blyer is going to be the guy that's going to save the season. It is another left-hander to be able to put in the bullpen, there's no doubt. But in reality, this is why Heim Bloom, when he was asked, uh, what, about a week and a half ago or whatever it was, about the DFA process and what could happen with Matt Barnes, it's because... This is the way you try to save a bad contract. You handed this guy seven and a half million bucks. You knew you were on the hook to pay him anyway. But if I pay some team 
the balance of the money based on what someone was going to get paid, then I've at least gotten something in return for my mistake. And that's really what this is for Bloom. Given the contract extension to Matt Barnes, turned out to be a mistake, and he's trying to save it the best he can by making this deal with Florida. Yeah, well, it's like it's like basically an easy, in, in, like in like a even swap, right? Like, you know, you're sending money, like everything's going to work out. As far as Blyer goes, listen, don't know much about him. I know he, he has a hard time missing bats. So, like, you got a lot of ground balls. Defense is going to be important. Left-hander, obviously, because you lost Taylor, you lost Deekman, you lost Hernandez. So you're adding some depth there. But when I look at Barnes, I was like, wow, there was – so I always feel like he took advantage of the system. He, he's voted an all-star. He's playing great. They give him that new contract. Then he just sucks. Then he gets hurt, and then he misses a bunch of time. And then when he comes back in, like, the what is it, in August, because he missed basically, like, June and August, uh, June, July, and August, came back in August, and then he started pitching better. Right. And you're like, holy cow, this is the guy that you that you thought of. He had four save, 22 and a third inning. He had an ERA of 1.59. Like, eh. there's one of those situations you watch him leave and he's probably going to end up being an all-star again. That's like like one of those situations oh. where he end up like he'll end up having another good stretch of like success and then you gave up on him too early. That would be the Red Sox luck. Uh, I, it's funny. I'm rushing to the standings to uh, look and see how uh, Florida did. Yeah, Miami was uh, 69 and 93. So you're right. I could see him maybe having. Eh, 30 saves on a 75-win team or something like that. That would be the perfect way that it would go. Uh, we did get confirmation yesterday. Brock Purdy of the 49ers did tear his UCL. Some texters jumping on me being like, hey, you're going to crap on Purdy again, knowing his injury is very real. I never crapped on him yesterday. We talked about how it was kind of a travesty that an NFC championship game was played by one team with no QB. And I want to get into that with you, Foye, because it did bring up sort of questions in terms of either roster building or does the NFL have to go and reinstate a rule? We'll get Fourier's thoughts on the championship games as well. Marcus Smart has his own cereal, and there's a quiz on the back of the box. Fourier <laughs> will take that coming up at uh, 1045. We'll get into Joe Missoula. As you mentioned, Jenny Holiday from Encore, just in terms of everything that's going on over there. Uh, Andy Hart porked us on hitting a, a four-leg primetime parlay yesterday. Well, it and by the way, his loss counts on your record. I know you didn't realize that yet in looking at well, the show. Well, then you should have asked me if I wanted him to pick for me. Well, no, well, we would have. We had someone who was willing to pick, so we just said, "Nope, he is in the Fourier spot." I'm, I'm, that will be high, highly contested. All right, we'll 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 get into that. We got the lighter side of sports from our friends at Awaken One Eighty, and of course, you at six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Grash and Fourier. On WEEI. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for count. 
dealing's done. Terp just Kenny. Just scratch this. Yeah. It was, right, it was it's lame, little, but it was a let, it right, was a layup. Right from the roster. Just it was a layup. It's I know, but we don't we don't want layups. You want the Coolio version of it? Yeah. Do they have a Coolio version? Coolio yeah. version did Do they have a version of, of him talking about gambling? There's gotta be more songs about like gambling, right? My boy Nelson said to me, Coolio, rap for white people. <laughs> really? <laughs> it always cracks me up. Is cool, wait, is Coolio yeah. still alive? Uh, He's no, dead, right? he checked he out. Recently, I was yeah. gonna say, like, yeah. you wouldn't be too happy. Like about within that. the last year or something like that. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Well, Coolio got, isn't, I'm sure isn't got, regarded as like you know street enough. Well, like maybe the uh, maybe the Globe will do a, a breakdown of the psychographics. How many white how many white people the, like Coolio? The people opposed, who like Coolio as opposed and, to Snoop. Yeah, you know what? I don't think there's that, no white people like Snoop. I don't think it mattered. I think that guy was counting his money. <laughs> Coolio, like two songs. Then he had the nerve to get bent out of shape at Weird Al because Weird Al did Amish. Come on. Okay, yeah. Well. He didn't, get it. People took care he, didn't, of he didn't get it. <laughs> that sure. was one of Weird Al's best. Oh, Amish Paradise. I got to tell you, Weird Al is one of those dudes who just, like, a, a real creative genius, yeah. in my opinion. You know, they're doing a movie. He's doing his own a movie of his. He's the one in charge of the movie about his life. Yeah, it was awesome. You already saw it? I saw it. It came out on Roku, Roku in, like, November. Really? Yeah, oh, so I've been waiting does. for so it. Daniel, I haven't seen so one. Daniel Radcliffe it? does it. And it's 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 a joke. Like it's 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 a it's supposed to be a. Biography. So he's obviously making fun of himself the whole Yo, time. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay, yeah. well good. Yeah, I like the relationship he had with Madonna and how out of control he got. So oh god, it's, a, it's, it's like, like a supposed, like, it's supposed to be biography, but it's, oh, I thought okay. it was absolutely hilarious. All right, good. Well, there you go. I want to watch that tonight. Well, and Coolio passed away September last year. Oh, there we go. I know it's pretty recent. Yes, Hold on, let me pour some coffee out. R R I P. Uh, Championship games. I know you weren't here yesterday. No. Uh, what'd you make of the? Let's start with the Philly San Francisco game. Uh, San Francisco literally playing left-handed with yeah. no quarterback for a uh, for a period of time. Looks like Brock Purdy is uh, really Purdy hurt. Hurt. Yeah. It was amazing in real time. Like, okay, what was going to keep this guy from going back into the game? And he just couldn't. Like, he literally had. Uh, okay, so he has a torn UCL. Okay, which um, I'm told is pretty important when it comes to throwing the football. Kind of. So I would say not having that is probably a big deal. And then they, it looked like he was in this sling on the sideline. Like like when I had a rotator cuff surgery last year, I was in this big giant sling, and they put your arm up like this. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's constantly like over like above your head almost. Got to keep it elevated. Yeah, right? got to keep it so elevated. It and let properly. it heal right. Um, the thing I uh, about that game, I don't really take anything out of that game to be honest with you because it wasn't even a contest. It was in the beginning, and you felt like, okay, they're up against it anyways. But once he got out and Josh Johnson came into the game, you're like, are we really – Are they? do they really have this in them? Their fourth quarterback of the year? They're on their fourth quarterback. It's kind of crazy. Even with all – and then you're just like, holy crap, they tied it up. Mm-hmm. It's 7-7. Christian McCaffrey is a beast. But then that was it. And then, and then Philly started running the football. Then they got some touchdowns. Next thing you know, it's 21-7, and that was it. They were never going to catch up. They were never going to be able to keep up with them. So, the, and that was it. And even like I would even say Bosa's injury on the sideline, he's just minding his own business, hanging out on the sideline. And two guys get in a fight. One guy rolls into his legs. They're like, "Is this the way it's going to go for the 49ers? Like, you're going to lose one of your your the top defensive players in the league because some skirmish that bled into the sideline as he's waiting to take the field. So that game, to be honest with you, Gresh, it's like whatever. Philly's in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Andy Reid's back in the Super Bowl. Um, and that's it. And then we'll talk about the Philly fans and how bad they are and how they're degenerates. 
and how Andy Reid is basically the modern-day comp to Bill Belichick. Uh, oh, we're going to unpack that because I do think that Andy Reid deserves some love, and then there is the legacy of Mahomes. But should this make the NFL consider bringing back the emergency quarterback? Okay. Like, yeah. was this just lightning? And Was this just like a lightning strike? And, hey, this is rare. It's never really going to happen. Or does the NFL have to kind of ensure? Yeah, and as Andy Hart made the point yesterday, oh, great, so it's the fifth quarterback. Yeah, but it's better than having a guy out there who you know couldn't throw or putting Christian McCaffrey in a quarterback. See, I the one thing I thought that COVID would give us was just uh, you know, a better understanding of of what you can do if you just all decide to just to buy into the idea of it. I always thought that the NFL should should really have like a minor league system. But not like, you know, not, not they don't necessarily play each other, but they they have almost full squads um that they that they kind of can, you know, pick and pick from and just use in an emergency without being cap related, without taking a hit. So they can almost field an entire team. It helps for development. It helps, helps for all that stuff. I actually thought that was one of the things that they would adopt from the COVID year Mm -hmm. when they, when the NFL allowed them to have extra players on the roster based on contact and guys getting sick and all that stuff. They, they didn't adopt it. They should, because you really should never be in this position. No. Like, ever. Now, so what? It's the four-string quarterback. At least he knows, you know, the basic plays. At least you could try to, like, keep it clean. At least you can maybe try to keep yourself in the game. Who the hell knows? But I always thought that they should expand the rosters in general. And then maybe these guys make, you know, $150,000. Maybe it's nothing. The fact is that they're developing them. It's an off-season program. It's a development program. They stay longer. They get there early, they stay late, and they just keep developing like they would like a red shirt in college. That's what I thought that they would do. But I, at, but even with that, how often does this actually happen? I mean, I, I really can't remember an instance where a whole unit on a football team, I mean, let's be real, every one of their guys got hurt yes. at some point this year. So in any other team, they don't win any games at all. Like right. they, it's like a three-win team once your backup goes down. Hell, the Patriots came close to that, right? So their starter got hurt, their backup got hurt, and so they were on their third-string quarterback, but they only had to deal with him for, what, two weeks? And there was this whole quarterback controversy. The point is, on one hand, he sits there and go, okay, you should protect against this no matter what. You have the money. Might as well spend it. And the other hand, it's like, should we make wholesale changes for like the, the 1% chance of this happening again to another team that actually is playing in a championship game? Because I feel like if you even break the odds down more, like this will happen during the season, but happening to a team that is playing in the NFC Championship game, like what are the odds of that? No, it's very low. It's it super is. low. It, so it, you know it, what? It, it, do they have it right? Do based on that, like once once just talking it through, well, does the NFL say, have it right? It's high odds. It would be like in the you know minus twenty thousands or something like that that all these guys would have gotten hurt. I admit I never went into the game, and this is crazy. I never went into the game thinking, what if Purdy got hurt? Like, it never even crossed my mind, and even thinking as to what kind of depth they had on their roster. But you're right, and I wonder if there is a – I wonder if for the NFL, is it – do you have guys like that and you give either an extra spot on the practice squad or work it so that you can have a quote-unquote – 
developmental QB that you've got the ability to either move around or have available as that third QB on game days. You stand there with a headset on. God forbid the guy's got to play like the way they used to. Mike Tannenbaum's the one who tweeted about this and was like, hey, that's pretty embarrassing for the NFL. I know. Sure they got to go back to sure it is. Having, the, having the extra guy. But you mentioned like having a triple A. Does the NFL need to go cut a deal with, say, USFL or the XFL so that guys that they like can go play in those leagues and develop? I mean, how do you yeah, go but it has about to be, it? But it has to be in real time. This isn't like, you know, you know, winter league for baseball. No, you I know, understand. It has to be. But there's got to be a long-term plan to develop guys other than, well, they gave me an extra spot to put a fourth quarterback on. Let me answer this. Oh, you're just going to go run a bunch of scout team stuff and run down on special teams when we, when we practice. If um, every Saturday afternoon, let's say at like 11 o'clock, mm-hmm. Call it, call it. There's no games or anything like that. East Coast games, the earliest you'll get like a Big Ten ACC at 12, right? There's nothing ever earlier than that. What if you had every Saturday you had a minor league football game, right? Where that's it. You know, you just find some a local college or something like that that sits maybe 5,000 people. And you're not trying to push this as pro sports. You're not trying to sell me I'm getting pro football like the USFL. I'm not. Right. Okay, you're not giving me the AAF or whatever that was that was defunct. Like, I'm not getting pro football. These aren't pro football players. If you define it differently and treat it like a minor league system, I think you would actually get more people interested. Now, you won't get the TV rights deal, but who gives a crap? You're just, you just want to make sure these guys are playing games. They're not taking the weekends off. They're developing. And if somebody gets hurt, oh, by the way, you're not playing today. They're calling you up. You got to get to Kansas City. You got to get to Philly. They need you to be the backup to the backup. It's the same plays. Now, think about all the coaches that you're developing because you're running the same plays and everybody's speaking the same language, but you're just creating. Hell, maybe it's seven on seven. Maybe it's an eight That's man what I was football. Say. Who is knows? It, is it passing league? Maybe. In a way? Why not? Because developing, developing linemen in something like that would, you need those guys on the practice squad. We have a texture who's like, hey, isn't that the practice squad? This is limited, very limited. It is. So basically. And they're running somebody else's plays, and they're getting their ass kicked on purpose. There you go. Right? It's what Zappi was doing, which is a part of the reason why when he came in there and they sort of dumbed it down or whatever, that it was like, wow, look at what you found in this guy because you had no idea. I think this really comes down to the coaches, I would like to think, would be able to have some pretty good input on how to develop these guys. But to your point, it's the, hey, we need you to be the third QB or whatever in the world it is. But will the NFL or should the NFL be like, okay, you got your 46 game day and the extra guy? Yeah, no, I like the, I like the idea of like eight-man football because it, it would be hard to field a team. And, and even the team that you field, it, it wouldn't have a lot of subs. So maybe it's, you know, maybe the quarters are shorter. Maybe there's a you know maybe there's only three quarters whatever it is running clock yeah something like guys that where gas. you only got games, so many wide receivers yeah, the games are two hours max something like that you could do that you could profit from it and there would be some guy that came out of that just like Mister Irrelevant and said hey I was playing eight man football on Saturdays at eleven okay and now I'm in the league you'll have those stories the other thing on that game that just gave me PTSD before we get to the AFC Championship game oh boy okay was it's just comical to me. It's like you have, and a lot of people are talking about this, how the, the San Francisco 49ers created this weird motion, uh, you know, running to the play side block of uh, Hassan Reddick, who was one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. 
and you're isolating these tight ends on this premier pass rusher. I thought that was so comical and such a terrible scheme from a from a yes. team that was really good at like putting guys in positions to win. Yep. And it's it struck a nerve on me because I was put in that position like twice against Demarcus Ware. Same thing late play side block like where the play was going away and then he came back to you and I was supposed to hold this block for this guy that was smart, physical, strong, one of the best in the world to do it. And sure as hell, I got my ass kicked two times in a row. They kept calling the same stupid play, just like San Francisco did. It's not going to work. That surprised me. That surprised me because that's a liability that they actually even ran that play with Purdy. So that was it for me on that game. Interesting. We'll get to the AFC title game because there's a lot to unpack there. The battle between Mahomes and Burrow, uh, the legacy for Mahomes and Andy Reid as well. But a lot of you want in at 617-779-7937. Curtis in Greenfield, since we're talking about QBs, in with Gresham Fourier. Hello, Curtis. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for taking the call. Sure. What do you got? Hey, I was thinking, could it work in the NFL to do what the NHL does? and have a emergency quarterback for every team that would play for either team if needed. That would play for either team? Yeah, like in the NHL, if, if a team's two goalies go down, they have a guy that they say, get dressed, you've got to come in and play. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their- when you said, I, I thought you were talking one like all-time quarterback who might have to play for both if everybody gets hurt. Okay, so I, I got a little shot quad there. That's really what the NFL did have. I think what Christian brings up and how we're kind of advancing this a little bit is how do you then go about developing that guy? Because as Christian mentioned, Patriots had three quarterbacks on the roster. Hell, they were a an ankle twist away from having to put in Jacoby Myers, you know, it's at one point, apparently. So there's there is the okay, you can have the emergency quarterback like they do in the NHL, but how do you get that guy ready? How do you get that guy up to speed when, as Christian mentioned, if you have a fourth quarterback on a roster, Eh, that's the guy who's going to be doing everything in scout team to where it's more about getting the team ready than it is getting someone like that ready. If God forbid, you got to break glass in case of emergency. Yeah, and I also don't understand why they don't let like why are there any why is there ever inactives? Why should anyone ever be inactive? Do you not have enough sideline space to suit up all all the guys on the team? It makes no sense that guys... Well, they don't want are, to pay everybody. Well, I know, but my point is that they should... They, that's part of the it's dilemma money, to it's me. It's a money-saving mechanism. Okay, but you can, still, you can still suit them up, okay, but you don't have to play them. Okay, like back in the day, hell, you suited up as a freshman, and before they changed the redshirt rules, if you played one snap, you lost your redshirt. That's so right. that coach had to really decide whether it was worth it or not to play you, because if he played you, you lost a year. So I think they're, I mean, listen, break glass in case of emergency. Like, it's the championship game. What are we doing? Or at least in the postseason, make everybody available. There's plenty of ways to fix it, but I don't know if you necessarily need to because I doubt lightning is going to strike again. Let's go to John in Uxbridge Regression Fourier. Good morning, John. Hey, guys. Good morning to you. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, so I work for the Massachusetts Pirates, and they have uh, already made that type of – um, collaboration with the XFL where they are sending guys back and forth and especially once the XFL kicks off uh, they've made uh, almost like a minor league football uh, for the XFL which could uh, essentially grow into that 
the NHL. And the Canadian League uses the IFL the same way. Uh, John, you you raised something interesting, and thank you, because, uh, you know, you're in the world of arena football, and I think that's a hell of a place to send quarterbacks. I don't care about the level of play. It might not be great, but if I really want to develop a guy, I'd send him to go play in, in whatever version of indoor football. It used to be the Arena League, but whatever version of indoor football there is out there, I'd want my guy to go do that. You know why? You got to make decisions like that in that sport. It can me only to me. It would only help you in terms of processing information quickly and get you into the mode of pre-snap read things like that. Why was Kurt Warner so good when he came out of the Arena League? Because everything was quick with him, and they even talked about in it. that movie. And yeah, he, right. I saw that movie. That's pretty good. And then it was, <laughs> hey man, everything was slow because I played a year there. It's not the end all be all experience. But I, if if there was someone that I really liked, I'd be like, yeah, I want you to go play a season of that because it's so different, but it forces you to think as a quarterback. See, I believe the other thing that even like taking myself back to the COVID days and that that twenty twenty season, I also thought that they would develop just an overall. All right, so we're gonna have like seventy players all play in Alabama, okay, mm-hmm. wherever it is, okay, and and that is gonna serve as a feeder system for all the teams. It's like, hey, you can just go, listen, hey, I need a, I need a tight end. Here's their six down there. Which one do you want? Right? And then you just hire that guy, and then you send him back. So there's one general central location where they all go, and they all practice. So it's not like, hey, you're bagging groceries. I need you to play real quick, you know, getting some guy off the street. At least they have a general knowledge. At least they're in shape. And you pay them for it. And they may have another job, but it's just a – that's another, like, COVID I thought was going to allow teams and all organization and all sports – to kind of rethink their business plan overall. Like, how they, how can they be more efficient? How they can be more profitable? You know, what things that they used to do that were stupid, they don't need to do anymore? Hey, we need a fourth quarterback. Out of all the positions, that would be the one position you would say, can we just have four? The guy's not going to play, but I won't, I'm going to suit him up, but, and if I play him, I'll give him an extra 50K. So what? You can you can figure it out. Yeah, it's easy. Uh, by the way, that was really the essence of a part of the reason why Vince McMahon created the XFL. It was fine. You effers won't let me in. I'll create your 33rd team, and it's through this whole XFL because then I'm going to become a feeder system. And I think he always thought, well, better to own his own because that's Vince McMahon. But also, like, you know, Mike Tannenbaum, like those guys all created the 33rd team, right? That's in essence what you're talking about. Having a feeder system of a 33rd team or whatever where they can... uh, The only problem is it's in the wrong season. I would just go all in on Saturdays or Fridays or Thursdays, Wednesdays. I would pick a day and I would have the season be played at the same time as the pros. Well, here's the thing. You got Tuesday night Maction. You got Wednesday night Conference USA. You have Thursday night football. You have some college games on Friday. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of them Friday. You better be done by 1 o'clock on Saturday or noon on Saturday so you're not getting in the way of anything. Uh, I just feel like the the appetite is still there. I don't think because I know we got a break. If you put football on, we'll watch. But here's (laughs) the thing about the NFL that has happened the offseason is just as compelling as the regular season, especially now more than ever with all the movement of quarterbacks and free agency and contracts expiring and teams desperate to win. You, you, It's filled. You don't need – nobody's watching those games. Nobody's watching the USFL. Zero. You have more people watching college gymnastics 
okay, or some cornhole competition in Iowa than you have watching the USFL. Jacob Ullman line one to offer you a USFL game. Please call me. I'll do sideline. <laughs> I, I was kidding. I really like it. <laughs> uh, Marcus Smart has his own cereal, and there are Marcus Smart trivia questions on the back of this. We need to walk down this road next. WEI, WEI, New England Sports Original. Watch. If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella. The Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Just love us. Just follow WEEI on Twitch. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday we learned that Marcus Smart has his own cereal. And on the back of the box are questions about Marcus Smart. How well do you know your Celtics point guard? That might be a game that we're going to play, but in all seriousness, Marcus Smart's Young Game Changer Foundation is to serve as a source of guidance, motivation, encouragement, and empowerment for inner-city student-athletes to be game changers on and off the court, uh, to create opportunities through education, sports, and mentorship with a special emphasis on STEAM, science, technology, engineering, art, and math experiences, uh, to uh, provide inspiration and life-changing experiences to pediatric cancer patients and their families. MarcusSmart.org is the uh, is where you can go for his foundation, but uh, Marcus went in front of a bunch of uh, school cheering yesterday. Yeah. And uh, and what is the name of this it's, thing It's now? called uh, Wicked Smots. Oh, boy. Yeah, what a great play on words. And it's, and it's basically, correct me if I'm wrong, Billy, because you did a lot of background research on this cereal. It's basically like just a knockoff version of Lucky Charms. Correct. Like marshmallows, instead of like uh, using the the orange color dye, they're going to use green dye number three fifteen. Yeah. So on this one, they call it sweetened toasted oats, whereas Lucky Charms are frosted. Oh, there's oh, the difference. See, no one's going to get sued. No one's going to get sued. Correct. It's probably made at the same factory by the same company. They just changed the marshmallow color, right? Oh yeah, super of, easy. Yeah, see, to I can't do. really get a look at what the marshmallows are compared to Lucky Charms, but just looking at the box, you can see there's just a different variety of colors of marshmallows within it. Now, how much does it cost? If I want, because I was trying. Trying to find this, I asked you guys like, where can I find it? I'm gonna go bring some in. We'll do like a whole market smart, you know, wicked smart cereal taste test. I couldn't find them anymore. We get an idea, like Billy, how much do they cost? Yeah, I, you can get a uh, two pack of them, a two pack for twenty four ninety nine. Excuse a me, two pack. Oh wait, two boxes of cereal. Two boxes of cereal for twenty four ninety nine. All right, so right now I'm looking at Amazon.com. Okay, you're saying it's a knockoff version of uh, Lucky Charms, basically. Pretty much. Wow. Uh, a box of Lucky Charms on Amazon.com is four dollars and ninety nine cents, and that's delivered to your door. That's right. Like in like ten hours, and you can have cereal for dinner. <laughs> you know, so for ten bucks, you I have stopped two doing that a while ago because Good Lord cereal's awesome. But, but but this is for charity. But I heard no, say only I only said like only a portion of the money goes to charity. Is that right? Only a, like like well, not, he's not gotta, like he, he should gotta, Paul Newman this. You got to pay the company. You got to have oh, the boxes true. printed. You well, got to yeah, you know you're hijacking cereal now. All that stuff. 
But again, like any great box of cereal, there is like fun stuff to look at on the back. I don't know what you guys did when you ate Saturday morning, you know, watching Saturday morning cartoons and were eating your cereal, like how obsessed you were with the back of the box. I loved just sitting there doing the whole puzzles and games on the back of the box because well, he has one. Speaking of that, there are Marcus Smart trivia questions on the back of the box. Fourier is going to answer the question. Billy has the answer. So Fourier, number one. All right. If Marcus wasn't a professional basketball player, he would be A, a chemist, B, a motivational speaker, C, a pickleball player, or D, a high-end robe model. Okay, so these are his answers. Correct. Right. This isn't like what I... Okay, so he definitely thinks... Same family feud. They he didn't go definitely, out and ask a bunch of Celtic yeah, fans. He definitely thinks he's a motivational speaker, and if he's taking this series, I want to go with B. <laughs> what? Nope, the correct answer is D, a high-end robe model. That's right. And I can tell you firsthand about these robes he has. When I was at the other station, he showed up to do, like, you know, athletes come in to read commercials. Yeah. So he was waiting for his, the client that worked with him to come in, and he was in the control room with us. And he looked like the most comfortable human being I've ever seen oh, in my really? life. Oh, really? Wow. He had sweatpants and a hoodie, and then over the hoodie was a knee-length Versace bathrobe. Wow. Alright, so right now, 0 for 1. I don't know Marcus Smart that well. I thought he'd like think himself a really good motivator. Alright, question 2. What was Marcus's favorite TV show growing up? A, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, B, Pokemon. C, Kim Possible. Or D, 60 Minutes. <laughs> Alright, so it can't be Kim Possible because that was my daughter's favorite show. It's got to be like Dragon Ball Z. Yes. Yeah. You're one for two. All right, good. Okay. If Marcus could be a superhero, what would his power be? A, infinite armor, B, flying, C, invisibility, or D, telepathy? It's got to Listen, who doesn't want to fly? Who doesn't want to fly? It's got to be B. I don't want to fly Wait, either. You don't want to fly? No. Hey, way. I'll be right there. You just just boom. Then I you're don't gone, know you're the flying. answer. The answer is C. Invisibility. Invisibility. Is yeah. It? But oh, teleporting. Boring. Is the That's a sign of a perv. You want to be invisible for what? It what? Really, to do what? Is. It's a sign it, that you're no. like a kind I'd of rather like teleporting. Out. Teleporting is the end all be all of superpowers. It is for uh, intelligence purposes. Ah, uh, see. Okay, I see. That's where my mind goes. Anyone who wants the power, yeah, of you want to see people. You want to what? You want to hide in the corner? No, not me. You want to be like Jerry Falwell Jr. <laughs> no. except invisible? No, not and me. Sit in the room and watch <laughs> fornication. No, go no, on. not me, not me. No, you no, want to perv? No, because I feel like anyone who says, "What use is that?" Do you say Intel? Okay, great. All right. Okay, then what? To be invisible? Are you kidding me? And then you gotta walk around naked. No, you don't. You have to, your clothes aren't invisible. That's the key. You have to strip down. You have to be butt naked. You can't wear any jewelry. What's the matter? Nobody can see you. You yeah, have clothes matter. on. Right. Okay. It's just, that to me is a stupid wish. Next one. <laughs> Number four. Marcus <laughs> eats blank before a game. A, peanut butter and jelly. B, a kale smoothie. C, Wicked Smarts cereal. <laughs> or D, Eastern Conference point guard. Oh, gosh. See. I wish it was all the above, but now I'm going to say Eastern Conference point guards. What do you think it is? It's, it's going to be. I know, but, he's, but he, he tricked me. This is why I failed my SATs. It wasn't a kale smoothie, I'll tell you that, because if there's one thing that he give you bubble guts, mud butt right out there on the oh, board, a kale smoothie. There's nothing you can do to kale to make it taste good. All right. Who is Marcus Smart's favorite player to guard in the league? Okay. A, Kyrie Irving. 
B, Joel Embiid. C, Giannis Antetokounmpo. D, all the above. All the above. Oh, Billy's consulting with Terp Uh-oh. on this one. Hold on. We got an answer? Question. There, there you go. go. All, all, the all the above. All right, and then, oh, this is pretty awful. All right, the last one. What is Marcus's favorite karaoke song? A, Don't Stop Believing by Journey. B, Good For You, Olivia Rodrigo. C, Shipping Up the Boston, Dropkick Murphys. Or D, You Rock My World, Michael Jackson. I'm going to go with uh, Shipping Up the Boston C. No, it's D. It is D, You Rock My World by Michael Jackson. Yeah. One of the nutritional uh, facts of this cereal, like it's, it's not terrible like, for you. To a, hold on, let me hold on. If you add, and if we're you out add, of time. If you, Thanks for playing. If you add a glass of orange juice and a and a slice of toast, it's a healthy breakfast, right? That's part that's, of the complete, breakfast. Of the complete breakfast. That's Thank what we you. learned in school. Okay. The, the, hey, the pyramid that was completely wrong. Remember <laughs> that? It's upside down. Make so sure you to, can have. Why is uh, why is uh, why is Andy so fat, Mrs. Gresh? Well, he's following the pyramid and he loves bread. Oh, we figure out twenty five years later. Don't eat bread. Chase this sugary cereal with a tall glass of sugary OJ. Or orange, or orange juice. But, it, but it's fresh squeeze. Buttery toast. <laughs> yeah. My buttery, oh, man. buttery toast with some eggs and bacon on it and uh, maybe a glass yeah. of chocolate milk as well. Part of this nutritious breakfast. So All there right. we go, ladies and gentlemen. You could find your wicked smots, I'm sure, at an eatery or a shopping mall center grocery store near you. Uh, into hour two. Is Joe Missoula being set up to fail even though he is the all-star game head coach? We'll get to that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 